that it is possible to leave something or someone in one frame of mind and arrive elsewhere in another entirely unexpected frame of mind. You do what your heart says you have to, because you don't owe anyone your life. Leaving will give us the more far-seeing perspective we need to forgive. My dad believed in you. I'm not going to make the same mistake. You used to be nice. Or did you never used to be? Sometimes we just can't fix things, Sam. So let's just go our separate ways, okay? <laughs> Get him home now. What about Maverick? What? Welcome to the extra credits of the 95th Academy Awards. I'm Trey. And I'm Kelsey. So the 2023 Oscars was a ton of fun. Yeah. But if you were on Twitter, people hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, you know, I totally get from a representation standpoint. Hollywood obviously has a diversity problem. Yeah. But what I saw more of trending on Twitter was like people memeing movies, like All Quiet on the Western Front winning. Mm -hmm. So maybe people were just like angry that Top Gun Maverick didn't really win much or yeah, Tar. Sure. Or maybe there was like a quiet majority that liked the Oscars that I didn't see. But I think we both had a good time. We're on the East Coast, so it's really late. So we should have had a terrible time. But I think <laughs> only positive vibes over here. Yeah, it's like 1 a.m. We're recording right now. Yeah, tough. But yeah, we have fun. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a, an award show. Like I, you feel the energy at the at the front. You're like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then it starts to dwindle. Every year. Things get to start to get long, you know, uh, cringy moments, speeches, all that. But also for movie people, like this is kind of like our Super Bowl. So <laughs> I'm always here for it. Yeah. And to our new listeners, we cover a lot of movies and have from this past year. We've also talked to a lot of creatives from the nominated movies that you can go check out on our feed. Mm -hmm. And we also drafted the best 20 movies of 2022 with the Gerson and Leach podcast a few weeks ago, which was a ton of fun. Yes. Um, a lot of those movies were nominated. Some of them won that we talked about on mm -hmm. that podcast. So I recommend going to check that out also because I won that draft. Okay. okay you don't have to <laughs> spoil it. Um, I'd say getting everything everywhere all at once. The best picture winner. Oh yeah. In the third round was a steal for me. I'm yeah. just saying I got tar, which I think won me the Twitter vote. Well, guess how many Oscars tar won? Zero. Zero. That's true. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the extra credits of the Oscars. Cause there was a lot of good stuff here. I'm going to start with the fact that people were hating on Jimmy Kimmel. And aside from some real cringy jokes and some done in like really poor taste, I thought he was fine. Mm -hmm. And the, obviously the Malala joke was like way out of line. Yeah. Um, that is not going to age well. And then the Will Smith jokes got real old very quickly. Yeah. Uh, just leave that alone already. Yeah. Also, 
leave Babylon alone. That yeah. Babylon joke was tough. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm zagging on my Jimmy Kimmel take. Maybe he did do a good job. Um, so I thought he was fine. That's a tough job to come back from. Like last year, you kind of have to play into the bits, I guess, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man that thing. That was so awesome. Yeah, he was listing like who people would have to go through to yeah, get to him. To right? fight. Yeah. Um, and he was listing all like the superheroes or people who were like tough in their movie. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield's face when the camera <laughs> pans to him as He's Spider-Man. Like, oh, He's like, ah. Am I going to be Spider-Man forever? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was more because like people didn't like his Spider-Man. Oh, maybe. You know? I just don't think he likes doing the whole Spider-Man thing anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, he kind of had to like fake that whole Spider-Man see like him being in the movie for like two years. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think he wants to be typecast. That's yeah. his whole thing. <laughs> um, so Kelsey, I want to note something that you said like midway through the Oscars okay. that stood out is that you said you forgot how manipulative commercials were. (laughs) And I want to unpack. That's not really about the Oscars, so it's kind of a tangent, but I want to unpack that a little bit because it's sort of about the Oscars because the question I guess I want to ask is, should the Oscars be on streaming, like no commercials? And just not have... uh, Yeah, I guess maybe. Um, I think it was funny because, I mean, obviously commercials are manipulative but yeah they're trying to sell something well <laughs> like i'm only noting that because we don't watch cable we don't have cable yeah, we I had know, to like sign up like, for hulu oh, Live wow. but i think that specifically with the oscars commercials like being so movie oriented yeah. i was like oh wow this is awesome like i just love seeing all the hulu like tv shows and movies just clipped together with different pieces of dialogue yeah. to <laughs> match up with a song or whatever they were trying to sell me i yeah. i was like this is awesome <laughs> um, I want to get movie commercials yeah, more often. Yeah, I wish you had a cable again. The funniest thing was that <laughs> I was like, oh, like the Verizon Plus. I forgot what it's called. Yes. Plus, and you can have all the like streaming services in one bundle through Verizon. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like so smart. And then <laughs> you were just like, Kelsey, that is like cable. It's literally like cable. Is- <laughs> It's like, wow, you have all the things you want in like five or seven places. That's perfect. Yeah, I'm like, oh my like, God, we have been tricked. Paying extra on Hulu to watch this live thing that we would need cable to get. Yeah. And then we're also going to pay like this bundle package to get a, a cable version of all these streamers uh, on top of that. We've tried to leave like the oligopoly of cable services. And then we try to get like all these streaming services. And then eventually we're just going to be paying Verizon again for like six yeah. services. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. <laughs> um, okay. So I didn't really get a clear answer there, but I'm just going to say, yes, it would be sick to get the Oscars on Netflix. Yeah. Like, can you imagine how many people our age would watch the Oscars? We just need more montages. And more cool like dialogue split scenes without trying to sell me on anything besides the magic of movies. Yes. Agreed. Um, Okay. I'm by the way, listeners, I just took like a page of notes and like that. I just took like the things that I want to give extra credit to about the Oscars. And then we're going to get into the nominations and the winners and like what we predicted, what we got Mm -hmm. right, what we got wrong. I made a note here. Kate Blanchett was nominated for an Oscar eight times. Wow. That's a lot. That's not something I realized going into this. I thought it was like five or six. That's a lot. Did you think that Todd Field looked kind of angry? I thought he was more like trying to hide. Like he wore a hat, which could just be like his style. I don't know. You know, but it looked like he was looking down. Like the camera was like over him and I didn't know if the hat was a choice. So he didn't have to be on camera. He seems like a private dude. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Also the little mermaid trailer uh, I think we should give up on underwater movies. <laughs> just in general. I'm going to go support the movie, but it just doesn't look good. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking about the, the color palette, how people have been talking about how gray and dark it is. 
I just don't, when I see people talking underwater, mm-hmm. I'm just like out of it. Like just, with Avatar, the way Avatar of water. scarred you. Yeah. I'm never coming back from yeah. that. Um, so that's a small note. But we'll definitely go see it. I like the camera setup that they were talking about. Like, um, who was it? Was it Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors? We're mm-hmm. talking about the camera setup with Spike Lee and how they shot their movies. And then the camera's like, they're showing the crowd basically all the technical props. I thought that was cool, like a cool bit throughout the whole Oscars, which is they were showing like editing rolls of footage in the background of the editing award. Sure. That was dope. I like the idea of getting the biggest celebrities at the Oscars talking about how filmmaking works and these like mini lessons instead of doing what they've done in like previous years, which is give celebrities like really bad jokes. Mm. You, know, you know, the Emily Blunt, uh, the rock, the first one that came out. Yeah. It was a little awkward. Yeah. Like that's a normal Oscars. And then mm-hmm. for some reason they just kind of like, the, they're like acting like they're friends. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they could be friends. They I were in that know. one Disney movie that, Oh, you know what? Movie. Yeah. They probably really do know each other, but I just mean in general, like it feels really awkward a lot of times when they do that with other celebrities. Yeah. So, uh, I just liked all the technical props. I thought that was cool. The RRR bit was funny when they were bringing the guys out to do the song and dance. And they said the movie is special because in addition to having anti-colonial themes, the score is also a total banger. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was sick. Um, And then right after that, we got the All Quiet on the Western Front one cinematography. And the I think it was the cinematographer or it might have been the director got like the actor to kind of tear up. And we were like, that guy's great. He's going places. Yeah. Uh, So I wanted to shout him out. Also, they did the memoriam, and I wanted to put here in memory of Tony Scott, just kind of like an incredible director uh, that we probably don't talk about enough on the podcast because I bring mm-hmm. up Ridley Scott so much. But Tony Scott is like so important to that the was action after the movies. Lady Gaga performance, right? Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, he he's great, and I and I love the fact that he's getting a shout out with all this Top Gun success that's happening. Right. By the way, we did a live watch of the original Top Gun directed by Tony that. Scott. If you're yeah. ever interested. And then we got, uh, let's see, Babylon lost for score. Yeah. No Justin Hurwitz. That was tragic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll Tough. talk about that when we, we get to the yeah. winners, but I, I Babylon's score is amazing. Like, yes. I think that Justin should be winning for everything that he's yeah. done. <laughs> so we also Justin, talked to him. He yeah. played for us on the pod. Yeah. That was crazy. We didn't really talk about that because we didn't, I mean, who will we have talked about that with? Like <laughs> him on the pod. We haven't really talked about this on mic, but when Justin started playing his music for us, was it a La La Land song on yeah, his I think so. piano? Like, he was like showing us, I guess like something that was connected between La La Land and Babylon. I was like, this is so sick. Yeah. Uh, it's just interesting. Cause like, I'm assuming, you know how, uh, when we talk to like directors or writers, they're talking about their inspirations, but yeah. he literally is thinking through music and he's like, well, I have it right here. The best way is to just show you what I mean. So that's cool. Yeah. He's a genius. Also, I think it's hilarious that Top Gun Maverick didn't win shit in the real war movie. All quiet on the Western front won like four awards in a, a row. Yeah. Well, <laughs> people was, are so angry at that. <laughs> well, it's so funny because I know people were like, oh, like the Academy always loves war movies. Yeah, so yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front is just like an easy pick. Like that's essentially what yeah. at least Twitter narrative was. I saw 13 tweets that said, oh, the Academy just figured out what World War One was. Yeah. yeah I was like, okay. But it was just so funny because a lot of people are like, instead, you know what should win? Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like that movie is like an anti anti war movie if you think yeah. about it. Yeah. So I I don't understand <laughs> that at all. But whatever. Yeah. Um. Shout out the Daniels for shouting out teachers. Yes, that's, that's beautiful. Sick. Yeah. yeah. I uh, love Daniel how Shiner. he he like tricked us. He was like, I always had this fantasy of telling all the teachers yeah. who like who wronged me, put me in detention. He's like, like, just kidding. Yeah. yeah, just kidding. 
I'm going to tell all the teachers who like. And he named like inspired me. 11 teachers. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. And he said, shout out to all the moms. And I will say those kind of moments can be kind of condescending. Like when people are shouting out teachers. Yeah. Uh, but that really seemed authentic. Yeah. I, I really did love it. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Top Gun, I don't want to skip over this because I'm going to forget because they didn't really win anything. When Top Gun won sound, I think that was the main one they won. I have mm-hmm. to go through the yeah. awards, which we'll do in 10 minutes. They said, thank you for seeing this in theaters. Yeah. And that was, I was a like, lot. that was a theme throughout a lot, though. Yeah, I know. But the in theaters thing, does it cringe you a little bit? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's important that we keep theaters alive. And I personally love seeing movies in theaters as like the the best experience to experience of a, course. a movie. But uh, that also comes along with the context of a pandemic, like being around people where people are out with their health, but also just like the cost of going to see a movie and like the time yes. to go to see a movie. It felt a little bit like weirdly elitist. I, I don't know. I, I, Not everyone meant it that way. No, but was, no. Like, in theaters. Well, that's where I was going with it in theaters. There's something like anti-mask about it, <laughs> just about the tone. I just get a very irked by it. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's really, really weird. Um, Okay, where to go from here? John Travolta, that was him kind of like leading up to the memoriam was mm-hmm. really sad seeing him cry. I haven't seen John Travolta in a long time. So yeah. I was like, I want to see Travolta again in movies. Uh, Robbie Coltrane, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Agrid, we've never said it on the podcast, but very sad. Uh, sticking with the Daniels here, dedicating uh, the movies to all the mommies out there. Yeah. Just a great quote. That's great. I thought the Daniels are just so cool. They're so cool. Daniel Kwan had, I think, one of the best quotes of the whole night, maybe the best, where he says, genius does not come from the individual. Genius comes from the collective or yeah. emerges from the collective. I thought that was awesome. I wish he would just like stamped that and walked off stage. That would have been sick. Uh, and the editor, which, you know, I think Twitter has... Uh, adopted as the hottest man (laughs) in the Oscars. It was really funny. His personality is really great. I hope he makes movies one day. Something that we realized when watching the montage of Everything Everywhere is that the editing is incredible. Mm -hmm. I was listening back to our Everything Everywhere pod from like March of last year and I was like, wow, we kind of called that because we said like the editing should win an Oscar. Yeah, I think you said that like off the bat. Yeah, Yeah, it really is impressive. Uh, Brendan Fraser winning. Big, big deal um, for his career and like what this means to his life and like kind of the obstacles he's faced throughout Hollywood. I will say, though, the whale puns were a lot. Yeah, the water, all the water references. Too many. I know he was nervous. He was obviously very nervous. So like all good. You know what I mean? I don't know what I would be doing in front of all those people, but... Yeah, yeah. I will was, say after that speech, I'm, I kind of wish we could see that Batgirl movie now because I would love to see him as the villain because I heard he killed it. In I the didn't movie. know he was a villain in that movie. Yeah, I know. I could see it after that speech. I felt it. <laughs> yeah. And then Michelle Yeoh winning. She's the first Asian woman ever to win yeah. Best Actress and then the first woman of color to win uh, in I think 21 years since think, Barry yeah. and Monsters Ball. So it's incredible. Uh, I think also I'm trying to think of everything everywhere all at once. There was something else I wanted to note. The producer... I think said that he... Uh, oh, there was like that accidental thing yeah. that he said, you mean? I'm not trying to make fun of him, but I'm yeah. pretty sure he said no person is more important than profits. Yeah, well, I think he obviously mixed it up. Yes. He was trying to think It's a beautiful of, thing to say if you mix, if you kind of say it correctly. If you switch it. Yeah. He was saying that no person... Wait, he was saying yeah, that Yeah, he was no saying profit. no person is more important than, <laughs> no, important no than profits. No profit His father is more is Adam important Smith. than people. <laughs> and anyway, but Twitter ran with it. And yeah. I think they... Obviously, the good thing is that they all understood what he was trying to say. He was just nervous. Yeah. Last few things I saw before we get to nominations and winners. Um, 
on Twitter, I saw Charlie B. Dean was not noted in the memoriam. Um, she was one of the lead actresses in Triangle of Sadness. I just oh, wanted yeah. to note that, which is very sad. Her death was very tragic this year. I'm not sure how they decide who gets into that and who doesn't, but I just wanted to note that. Mm-hmm. On a lighter note, it is hilarious that Tar, considering the fame of the fictional Lydia Tar, did not win a single award tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's kind of fitting considering the movie, and I think we both believe Tar was the best movie of the year. Yeah, that's why if we I had won to our have draft. Like, yes, okay, yeah. yeah, you drafted it first. But if we had to be as objective as possible, because obviously we love certain movies like Playground, After Sun, Babylon, Others, Everything Everywhere. But I think Tar, if we're trying to be like our critic heads, is the best movie of the year. Yeah, I just think uh, as far as like all of the specific things that that come into Tar, like performances, Score. editing. Yeah, yeah, just everything's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I think um, Tar will be fine in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to own definitely the 4K very soon. <laughs> uh, last thing, I believe I saw that A24 is the only studio ever to sweep every major category. So it won in Best Picture, Director, actress, actor, supporting actress, and supporting actor. Oh, wow. Which is the first time it's ever happened. I'm pretty sure A24 has only been around for a decade. Yeah, I would assume that that would happen before with like a major studio, but... Never happened. Mm, okay, yeah. well, props to A24. The new wave, yeah. All right, let's get to the nominations, our predictions, and who won. Let's start off with Best Animated Feature. It goes to Del Toro's Pinocchio, big W there. We predicted that. Our favorite, though, was Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yes. And we got to talk to Dean Fleischer Camp mm-hmm. about that beautiful movie about a shell mm-hmm. and life. Okay. Um, <laughs> but if you haven't seen Marcel the Shell, go see it. Um, get ready to cry and yeah. feel something. <laughs> yeah. A lot of artists put that movie together, like hundreds of people. We yeah. watched behind the scenes. It's incredible what they did. It is I think a the behind the scenes animated. is also on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely check that out for free. But I just wanted to note that because I'm pretty sure it took like, I think it was, what is it, 10 years to make this movie almost? Yeah. So pretty incredible, uh, impactful experience. I think Pinocchio too, obviously took a very long time. So shout out Del Toro. Yeah. And then we have Best Supporting Actor, which went to Kihi Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. We predicted yeah. that he would win. Uh, he was also our favorite, like our choice. And also, by the way, because we did a reaction to the nominations for the Oscars pod, mm-hmm. um, but we are going off of our predicted winners and then who we actually wanted to win um, from our letterbox article. Yeah, it's called a story on our HQ account. It's in the description of this podcast. You can just check on there while we're talking. Yeah, follow uh, us on Letterbox. Kihi Kwan had a great speech. He's talked about how he hasn't been given roles in Hollywood for the past like three or four decades. Mm-hmm. So this was an incredible night for him and moment for the whole Everything Everywhere team. And then we really thought Barry Keegan had a good performance, but all the nominees here were really great. So I'm happy Kihi Kwan walks away with this one. Yeah. And then we had Best Supporting Actress. Maybe the most controversial award of the night. Mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis wins. And we have Angela Bassett, Hung Chow, Carrie Condon, and Stephanie Hsu here, who all are very good in their roles. Mm -hmm. I think Carrie Condon is the one who has the most screen time. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure. So I've always been thinking she might deserve it most because she does the most with the time she has allotted. But Angela Bassett was incredible in her monologue in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm -hmm. And it was an easy kind of like sound bit to go around on Twitter and a clip to move around different social media. So I was thinking that she might win too. I definitely, yeah, we predicted that she would win. Yeah, but Jamie Lee Curtis was actually last on my five, but that's not Mm -hmm. because I share the sentiment that she's bad and everything everywhere all at once. I don't think that at all. I think she's very good. And I think that she was typecasted in genre for decades and she's kind of held up genre. And the fact that she actually wins finally 
in a genre like movie or a movie that is kind of a satire on genre, I thought that was pretty awesome that she won. So I didn't really love that, but I did understand the kind of pushback because of Angela Bassett, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Someone who also deserves to win an Oscar. And seeing her face like when Jamie Lee Curtis won after the fact was really tough. Um, so I'm wishing the best for Angela Bassett. I hope she gets better roles and I hope that she gets nominated again in the future. Yeah, agreed. And then we have the best live action short, which went to An Irish Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Best documentary feature film, which went to Navalny, uh, which was a surprise. We thought it was going to go to All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. We had yeah. best makeup and hairstyling to the whale. We actually predicted Elvis here just because mm-hmm. I feel like we heard so many people who liked Elvis. We were not fans of Elvis, but I thought maybe they would like honor Elvis. And I definitely thought they would too. Yeah. Um, but our favorite was all quiet or the Batman. It was so interesting to see like the different pieces of makeup that went into the Batman, like the bottom of the penguin's face <laughs> on like a mannequin. <laughs> yeah. I was just giving it for Robert Pattinson's like hairdo, whatever's going on, the emo hair. Yeah. The eyeliner. <laughs> um, but I get this one. The next category, lots of fun here. Lots of arguments on Twitter. Best cinematography, all quiet on the Western front. Mm-hmm. So we predicted All Quiet on the Western Front. Our favorite, we picked Tar or All Quiet on the Western Front. So I was happy with this. I really don't understand why people did not like the cinematography in this movie. Do you know the complaints of when it's too dark to see a movie when you're trying to make it too grounded and real? All Quiet on the Western Front accomplishes that. It makes it dark enough so you can see everything. And it's light enough where you can watch it at the TV at home and yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, even our like, bad TV, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> that's still like a... Hey, that's a $500 TV in the other room, right? It's not those $2,000 ones. We'll get there. I just bad TV and like that, the blacks in our TV. Long-time yeah, listeners know. They know. It's like blue. So. We talk about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best costume design. That goes to Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's Ruth Carter's second Oscar win. Yeah, an emotional uh, speech too. I think she said that her mom died last week and she was dedicating the Oscar to her. Yeah. 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 And I think we predicted Babylon here um, and said our favorite was Babylon just because we wanted Babylon to like win something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's pay some respect to Babylon. Also, because the costumes were sick. Yeah. I mean, did you see Margot Robbie wearing like a, what was that? Like a, like a drape? People, people have problems with that apparently, but really? they wanted it to look like she could have made it herself. So oh. I, I get it. Um, but See, I love Black this movie Panther more and more. makes sense, obviously, as a win. Okay, best animated short film, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. We have not seen any of these, but we plan to. And then best documentary short film goes to The Elephant Whisperers. Same thing goes for these films. And then best international feature film goes to All Quiet on the Western Front, mm-hmm. which we said was going to be the winner. That yeah. was our prediction. Our favorite, though, was Close yes. from Belgium. Yeah, uh, which, an emotional film. But don't look up anything before you watch it. Yeah, I was actually going to say something, so thank you for saying that. (laughs) Uh, Best production design goes to All Quiet on the Western Front. Our predicted winner was Avatar The Way of Water, and our favorite was All Quiet on the Western Front. So we kind of, we got this going. And our second choice is Babylon, so all good. Avatar didn't really get as many awards as I thought. Something kind of made me a little bit uh, skeptical, though, of how secret these awards are, seeing Jim Cameron didn't come to the Oscars, Ah, and I was like, oh, interesting. Uh, okay, best original <laughs> score, All Quiet in the Western Front. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. I is thought that, that was effective, but come on. Yeah. Justin Hurwitz's Babylon score. I mean, people know I'm raging right it's now. It's iconic. Yeah, it's it's really, really great. Yeah. Um, I, I really have no words here. I'm just, I thought if anything, just give it to John Williams because he's John Williams if you're going to do that. I'm happy that All Quiet in the Western Front's getting love. It's not like this is some 
American phenomenon. This movie's been playing all year in theaters like Top Gun Maverick. This is a net a movie that came to Netflix and didn't really come to any theaters unless you were lucky enough for it to play at your local theater. So I, I am happy for it that it won so many awards. But Babylon is literally the best score I've heard in years. Yeah, I feel like there might be some conversation though that a Netflix movie is like taking it because mm-hmm. of Netflix's backing. Interesting. I mean, it's a good movie. I think it's important, honestly, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Best visual effects, Avatar, The Way of Water. We predicted this, and our favorite was All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm -hmm. Best original screenplay goes to Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yes. We predicted The Fablemans. We thought that they would give Tony Spielberg. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't. Uh, Tar, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Those were our favorites, and I'm glad one of those won. I mean, the Daniels hearing their speech a couple times was yeah, awesome. Yeah, I just loved their like, multiple speeches. It was yeah. awesome. This was the mommy one, I think. So I loved that especially. Was it? Yeah, it was the first one they did. Was, oh, I thought their directors was like, this is also the, all the mommies. Oh, no, oh. maybe maybe you're right. I don't know. I mixed them up. There were like three speeches tonight from yeah, those guys, which awesome. I'll take four. <laughs> Best Adapted Screenplay goes to Sarah Polly for Woman Talking, and yeah. that is what we predicted, and that was our favorite as well. I think some people thought Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery might come through here. I'm glad it didn't. And I'm really glad Top Gun Maverick didn't come through here because like eight people wrote that script. And uh, I think Sarah Polly, what she did is special. So I think um, I'm happy with this one. Mm-hmm. Best sound goes to Top Gun Maverick. We also predicted this. Oh my God. How yeah. many did we predict here? I, I guess, have to count them. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming the the this pod. is a pretty easy Oscars. <laughs> like we haven't really said this, but... We're into like analyzing movies and finding meaning in all of them and shows as well, but we're not really big award season people. Yeah, we're not like, okay, they won in this particular award show and then they also won in these categories, so they're going to win this. Yeah, we have like no idea for all of the math that goes into that. We're just kind of reacting because we're talking about the movies that we love the most this year. Yeah, we've seen like 95% of these movies. Yeah. Uh, And if you take out the short films and I guess some of the smaller categories, we've probably seen 100% of these movies. So obviously, like our podcast, come here for those and a deep analysis on a lot of those movies. But we tend to just kind of stay away from awards because those kind of get boring for for us. Yeah, but like we, we kind of like just going off of like the discourse exactly of like, okay, we thought that people would would say Top Gun Maverick would win or whatever. Yeah, so Top Gun Maverick wins Best Sound. Our favorite though was The Batman, which I also was hoping would get score in cinematography, but it got neither. Kelsey Roger Deacon said his favorite cinematography this year mm-hmm. was The Batman. Wow, which is you know mm-hmm. that's high praise. Best original song, RRR. And we predicted that. And that was our favorite too. So that's mm-hmm. great. Best film editing goes to uh, Paul Rogers, Twitter's favorite man in the world. Yes. <laughs> uh, which I get it. Uh, that's everything everywhere all at once. The predicted winner from us was Tar. That was also our favorite. If you go back and watch Tar and look at the sharp edits, that movie is edited like a horror film. Yes, exactly. And it is really, really special editing from Monica Willie. So I recommend people go and check that out again if you've never paused it for certain edits, especially when there's some people hiding in the background. Yeah. Okay, best director. Really quick, because you said that on our tar pod and also when we left the theater. And I was like, I thought I saw someone once. Okay. But you really were on it. Like, apparently there were a couple times, like there have been YouTube videos now that I haven't watched yet. It kind of scared me. tracking all the different ghosts in the background. Well, we saw Uh, it with James too. You were on it. And because I was like, I I don't know, I was getting like a big uh, grudge vibe Mm. from certain people in the background. Have you seen the grudge? No. Well, I turned to you and I was like, I think this is like a a horror thriller, like a psychological horror thriller. And you're like, okay. And I turned to James and I'm like, are you seeing people in the background? Is that just me? And he had no idea what I was talking about. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to rewatch Tar <laughs> again. 
Best directors goes to, I said directors because yeah. there's two of them, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once. We predicted Stevie Spielberg, but he did not win. Yeah, we thought they were just going to give it to him, yes. you know, even though we didn't like the Fablemans as much as other people. Yeah, and I have here, our favorites are the Daniels or Todd Field. Yeah. I was really hoping for one of those. And Ruben Uslan was nominated. We spoke to him on the pod about all of his movies and Triangle of Sadness. He has some really interesting thoughts about the end of that movie. And anybody that thinks that movie is about like eating the rich or a satire on the wealthy, I recommend go listening to that conversation because is it a, it's about that, but also not about that. And Mark McDonough also was made a very good movie in Banshees. So yeah. I wanted to shout out all these directors because these were great nominations. Although we could have seen a woman here specifically by the name of Charlotte Wells for After Sun, which is, I think, the best movie of 2022. Yeah, it's great. It's not okay, well, at the very top for me, we'll but I would have loved to see her here. Yeah, I'm going to cut you out. Best I, lead oh, wait, actor. Really quick, when they did... <laughs> The I forget what montage it was. Oh, it was for Paul. Paul Mescal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they played the like the song. Yeah. Um, but in instrumental. Was, and it, it was the Mercury emotional. song, right? Yeah. 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 That was really sweet. Best lead actor. Speaking of Paul Mescal from mm-hmm. After Sun, he did not win this, but that did go he to Brendan Fraser. Aisle. Oh, sorry. I was just going to talk about Paul again. His, his aisle seat. <laughs> he had a great aisle seat. Yeah. yeah. He was Loved sitting with his mom. That was nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we predicted Austin Butler would win this, um, and there won't be any Elvis jokes on today's podcast. Yeah. Uh, no impression. I was about to, but I'm yeah. not going to do it. No. Our favorite, though, Paul Meskel or Colin Farrell. That's what we had here. Uh, Colin Farrell's great in Banshees. Bill Nye, or Nye, I always hear it t- pronounced differently, so I apologize, from Living is incredible. Yeah, he was great in The Living. Yeah. Living. Yeah. Um, it's really sad not to see him uh, in more movies like that more often because he's often thrown in a lot of comedies, although he is iconically in one of our favorite movies of all time, About Time. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So good. We're not going to have um, that conversation right now. Yeah. But, but we, I think we thought Austin Butler here because so many people were, were like, he transformed into Elvis. Yeah. Uh, I mean... The Butler train... Like, yeah, it was big. Yeah. Um, I, we were never on it. Never on the Butler train. And but just we to also, be clear, we're 28 years old. Austin yeah. Butler's got a couple years on us and he was on some Disney stuff when we were like 14, 15. And so there's, there's a disconnect there. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll always have that. Yeah. And then we have best actress. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh did a, had a wonderful speech yeah. and the predicted winner here from us was Kate Blanchett because I just thought, uh, first of all, just to be very clear, Kate Blanchett's amazing in this mm-hmm. role, but I thought Oscar so white. And women of color, especially an actress, have not won. And it's the second woman ever to win in this category in 95 years of this category existing. So Michelle Yeoh winning is historically significant and mm-hmm. it is well-deserved. And this movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once is the next thing we're talking about because now we're on to Best Picture. And she also said shout out to the moms. Was- she did say yeah. shout out to the moms. Shout out to her mom watching all of her family back home. Everything Everywhere All at Once wins Best Picture. Yeah. This is like an iconic movie to win Best Picture. Right. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because we've heard a lot of mixed reviews on this movie. So like some critics Mm -hmm. really don't like it. And I think there's this idea of like hyping up something that is a multiverse story that we see maybe connected to Marvel or Mm -hmm. like popcorn movies, even though we we love Marvel movies um, and think they have like worthwhile themes in them, um, even while they're fun. But it's definitely cashing in on like a multiverse moment. Sure. Or that's like how it's being treated. That's the vehicle in which it's making fun of itself almost in the genre. Also, like we know critics or just like people in general who really love this movie. And I know when we left the theater, we were like, that was so amazing. I just cried at two rocks talking to each other through (laughs) subtitles. Like 
It was really emotional as a family story. It was also yeah. just very weird, which I enjoyed. And I think you said this in our draft podcast with Gerson and Leach, but you were talking about how like people were saying Top Gun brought people back to the theaters yeah. this year and Avatar, which are ob- it's obviously true. But I think actually everything everywhere all at once brought a young audience um, and just audiences yeah. in general two movies that are, are more like meaningful. Well, also it's like a and, bridge movie. Importantly, a young diverse audience. Cause who the hell is avatar? The way of water speaking to and Top Gun Maverick is speaking to a very specific demographic. Yeah. And if you're a person, a critic specifically who loves Top Gun Maverick and is out on everything, everywhere all at once, we need to like reflect on that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie is historically so significant for the Oscars and it needs movies like this to succeed. So more diverse stories can be told. Mm-hmm. And this movie has really interesting themes in this kind of like middle of a satire on this weird genre of a multiverse slash matrix like movie yeah. where you have uh, an idea of the nihilism that we all feel of growing up in the internet generation of having access to everything, but also feeling like we have access to nothing. Mm -hmm. And then at the heart and the core of the story of this Chinese American immigrant family and playing with the family dynamics there and trying to explore those ideas, it really is a beautiful story. And I just really happy at one. I kind of can't believe it in the sense that this Oscars would vote for this movie. Um, And we picked Everything Everywhere All It Wants to Win. Yeah. And our favorite two movies of the year in this Best Picture category were Tar and Everything Everywhere All at Once. So I'm more than happy with this. Yeah. And I know we've already talked about it, but it was just so much fun to see the Daniels on stage every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're so great. Uh, uh, okay. How do we do? So we got 10 right. And okay. we didn't predict the shorts because we didn't see a lot of them. Um, so I think it's 10 out of the 20, like 20 categories. Yeah. yeah okay. That we... That we were guessing on. I have nothing um, to compare that to. So half, fifty percent. Sure. I don't. Is that good? I don't it's know. Okay. Feels good. <laughs> um, okay, that was the extra credits of the twenty twenty three Oscars, the ninety fifth Academy Awards. Don't forget to check our feed for pods of our favorite movies of twenty twenty two. Remember, no person is more important than profits here at the Extra Credits Podcast. Uh, and we he, have people a... People knew what he meant. People, I feel so I know, bad for I that I feel guy. bad. He seemed genuinely really nice. Like, yeah. I really, really And also, him. I think he literally said it's so intimidating to talk to up, be up here. And, and I, then the he first thing I said was, it's really nice to hear someone up. say that. Yeah. Yeah, because nobody says that. But uh, we can't all be the we'll editor correct it of for everything him. everywhere. No profit is more, <laughs> more important, important than, than people. Person. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, just so people know, we have a 2022 horror movie draft that'll be dropping this week with a very special guest. I think listeners are going to really like that yeah. one and be pretty surprised. It was a lot of fun. Okay, this has been Trey. And this is Kelsey. Peace. Bye. Bye.